Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I am here with Grayson, who is an Air Force brat. So welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excited. Absolutely. So your older brother has been on, but tell me what it's like, you know, being a military child and your experiences that you've had. Yeah, um, me and my brother are really close. Um, and so a lot of our experiences have kind of overlapped, but I think it's cool, especially now, you know, we have conversations looking back and we viewed things differently, um, naturally, obviously, because we're, we're different people and we're in different circumstances, despite having, you know, been through a lot of the same, the same things as, you know, brothers a couple years apart and we're just kind of always lumped together. But we definitely had like very unique experiences and pulled unique kind of things from our upbringing. Growing up a military child, I mean, there's, you know, I think that some of the things that we can all relate to is it's moving around a bit, oftentimes not always the case with people, but uh, moving around quite a bit. So that's always, you know, uprooting, maybe it's like going to, to two or three or four different elementary schools um, and not really having uh, necessarily like super close friends um, from, you know, super uh, young age. And a lot of these things I've, I've kind of realized retrospectively talking to some of my friends that were like, oh, yeah, we've been friends since pre-K or like, oh, yeah, we were like, our parents were friends before we were born. Um, right. And that's super cool. And that's something I feel like a lot of military kids miss out on. But at the same time, um, I think that some of the friends that I did make through that time, um, especially other military kids that are kind of going through the same things, it's like, you know, you have, you're going to have a shortened period of time together. Maybe it's a couple of years, a year. Um, maybe you'll never actually live in the same place, but you just kind of cross paths at some events or something like that. And you you share this like deeper kind of common bond. So I found that it was it was much, you know, I one of my best friends, I've never ever lived in the same even state as him. And he's one of my best friends. Um, you know, I see him a few times a year because he's uh he he was an army brat and we just hit it off. So I think that there's kind of some uh that kind of brings me to like like one of the big themes was just with the people. That I'm that I was surrounded by growing up is really cool. Whether it's the kids, whether it's my parents' friends, you know, guys that flew with my dad, it's just like very, it's a very like high quality environment uh, of people, um, and that was one thing that I took away, and I'm really really grateful for now being you know on the on the flip side of that. Yeah the the community of military people is. It's undescribable because, I mean, like you said, you don't have much time with these people. And so many people are like, oh, yeah, we've been friends, you know, since we were born, since pre-K, since kindergarten, whatever the case may be. But we don't have that, you know, necessarily. You can have your friends from kindergarten still. Um, you may have moved 
eight times separately, you know, in between that. But, you know, you can still have that. It's just not as common. And I think for us, we value our friendships and our time that we have with people so much more because you never know when your, you know, parents are going to get orders or when their parents are going to get orders. Exactly. Yeah. You really cherish that time in the present moment because you know, uh, or maybe you don't know when that will end. Um, so it definitely makes you kind of, uh, definitely makes you appreciate it in the moment more. Yeah. And especially, you know, even within your family, because you never know when a deployment's going to come up. You never know when trainings are going to come up. You never know when anything's going to happen and your family might be separated. And, you know, it's common, you know, deployments, especially when we were growing up, you know, when we were in active wars, whether that be Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, deployments were common. Um, you know, missions were were often. And so, you know, cherishing your friendships, but then also cherishing that time that you have with your family when your mom or dad is home, when mm-hmm. you're all together as a family. Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing I'm also really grateful for. Uh, my dad really prioritized that with us that when, you know, again, he, he was gone TDY a lot, he was training a lot, deployed. Um, but when he was home, you know, he really was home with us. Um, and that's the one thing looking back that I'm also really grateful for because um, that's not everyone's experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have kind of the unfortunate, you know, circumstances that military kids sometimes have to face where a parent is killed in action. So, you know, you were young at the time, but what do you remember from that time frame in your life? Yeah. Um, in addition to having the honor of being a military kid, I have the um, unfortunate honor of being a gold star kid too. Um, and from that day, uh, I was six years old, Boston, my older brother was uh, nine years old. And then Bella was three, um, my little sister, and then the twins, who are the the two littlest sisters, um, they were about nine months. So there's five of us all under nine. From that day and that time, man, it's tough. I get asked that. And, and it's a bit of a blur. I feel like as a six-year-old, um, there's not realistically like a whole lot that I understood, I think, that was going on around that time. You know, it, my dad had deployed to Iraq in September of 06. Um, he was an F-16 pilot. Um, and then it was November 27th of 06, um, just a, a couple months later. Um, that his plane went down in Iraq. Um, and that day, uh, what I do remember, there's like little snapshots that kind of stick out in my mind. And um, I think that we, me and my brother, uh, had spent the night at our friend's house um, that night before. Like we had just gone home after school um, that day with our friend. Um, and we thought that was kind of weird that like we're going home with you know, I, I guess my mom had called the school and, and it was just like, go home with, uh, you know, so-and-so's mom. Right. And we went home with them, had a sleepover on a school night. And it was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And and then his mom, um, our friend's mom took took him to school and then took us to back to our house. Just said, hey, I'm going to take you back to your house. Um, you're not going to school. And so I think that I was probably just like, 
or the six-year-old kind of go with the flow. Like, I, I, you know, I'm sure that I wasn't thinking too much into it. I think maybe Boston had a little more like, hmm, something like feels off. Um, But one thing that I do remember very, very distinctly was walking in and seeing my grandparents um, and seeing some of my mom's friends in the living room and just that scene of our house in Phoenix, Arizona. um, That scene was like, oh, I didn't know Papa, you know, my grandpa was going to be here. Like that was, that was weird. Um, And then uh, I remember seeing my mom crying and that was kind of, that kind of sums up for me that day of of like the memories that I have um, of that moment. Um, And then I'm sure that, you know, my mom proceeded to to tell us uh, that that our dad wasn't going to be coming home. Um, And as a six-year-old, again, you know, maybe I had the expectations that my dad was going to be back in, you know, December or January, whenever his deployment was up. Um, and, and maybe, uh, I think it was, I think it was more around that time, you know, in the spring of the next year that it was like, okay, now something feels off. Um, and I think I began to grasp it a little bit more, um, later on. Yeah, it's definitely, it's hard being in those situations and especially at such a young age. Um, I was Boston's age when my dad got hurt. So I, I remember a little bit more of, of that time frame. but, you know, even at that age, I always say that it's, you know, my mind, you know, filtering out things that I don't need to remember, you know, my brain's protecting me. Um, and it's hard, you know, walking through those times as a child and saying, you know, something happened, you know, whether that be an injury or whether that be a death. And it's like, where do I go from here? But, you know, military kids are so, you know, brave. They are able to adapt to so many different circumstances, no matter what the situation be, whether it be that catastrophic or whether it be just something, you know, simple and minor. Um, they're able to adapt and say, hey, you know what, like, this sucks. But, you know, we have to figure something out. And at that age, too, it's like you were saying, you don't necessarily realize it until it actually hits. And most of the time that's delayed. Yeah, um, you hit it right on the head with that, I think, ability to adapt. Um, And yes, like, what's it like growing up as a military child? Um, I think about one of the character traits maybe that I see as a commonality. Um, I see especially me and my brother talk about it a lot, but but me and some of my other friends, and, and as I hear you just saying, it's that ability to adapt and to change. Um, and that was kind of, you know, oftentimes like that was forced on us at a young age. Um, but that also taught us that like uh change is okay. Um right change can be really positive and the like, and that things can be challenging, but we will adapt and like, we will, um, we, we will become accustomed to, we'll, we'll grow to face those challenges. Um, and I think that that was something that, you know, growing up in the military, having to move and change schools and change friends and, um, go through all of that. 
Um, I think that then, you know, after my dad passed, um, I had three little sisters, my mom, there's a lot of attention towards them naturally, you know, right. th- three little girls under the age of three. Yeah. Um, one thing I remember from that time, kind of especially the months and a couple of years after uh, the accident, um, I I felt like me and Boston joke that we kind of raised ourselves. And, and that's not giving my mom justice because my mom is amazing. And she, you know, did a wonderful job of, of taking care of us. But we we like to joke with her that we were like making our own lunches at six years old. And, and it was just kind of uh we we were able to adapt and to to kind of accept that greater responsibility. I think because of the environment that we had been raised in, um, the changes that we'd had to undergo up until that time, um, that we were prepared kind of for for the challenge. Yeah, as and prepared I, as it can be. Yeah, because you're not given you know the toolkit. There's no military child handbook, you know, that we get handed to, you know, essentially at birth. Right. (laughs) You know, Um, And so we don't have, you know, these guidelines to follow um, that are like hand written and, you know, in stone. Um, We kind of have to figure it out. And when something like this happens, you know, and deployments come about or, you know, those TDYs come about, you step into this role of, you know, and essentially you have to take care of yourself. You know, you're raising yourself. And I mean, like you said, that is, you know, we still give our our mom or, you know, the families who the mom's serving. We still give our parents the credit um, saying, hey, like, you know, you are a parent. You're the one raising us. But, you know, you have to take the responsibility and especially when younger kids are in the picture, when you're the oldest, when you're the, one of the older ch- children, you have to to step up and fill the shoes that are left empty. Yeah. And I think that's something that uh, my mom kind of had to do, obviously, was, hey, hey Boston Grayson, like, you know, bus stop. It, you know, this is where the bus stop is. This is what time you'll be going. This is where the food to make your lunch. Because, you know, she had to pass off that responsibility. And that took you know, a lot of trust, um, for little kids and that also that, that trust, you know, has evolved over the years and grown. Um, but it was because, uh, I think that she could trust us for one, because of the way that she and my dad had modeled and raised us. Um, and then as well, I think she just had to accept that we are going to make mistakes and we're going to learn and we're going to grow. Um, so it's not even so much, you know, the ability, say, to raise our to raise ourselves or to to kind of take on some added responsibility that all military kids have to take on. Um, it was just it, it was almost more so like the attitude that like, hey, we'll figure it out. Like, th- like it will be OK because we have each other. We love each other and we're capable of of figuring it out, you know, um, and I think that kind of attitude uh, is really one of the the key kind of differences that I see oftentimes and and that I appreciate um, and that I learn definitely as a military kid. Yeah, because we have, you know, we have that attitude of saying, hey, we can't control the situation we're in, but we have to keep moving forward. There's no, you know, even if the end is in sight, like there's no stopping now. Like you have to keep going. And plus, you know, 
we're not military kids forever. You know, there comes a point where we're separated from from that life, from the military kid life. And we're basically thrown into the civilian world unless you join the military yourself. And that is a whole whole different world in itself. And so you have to be able to take these life lessons along the way and be able to apply it to, you know, wherever you're going in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was it like, you know, so you were six years old and then, you know, you have this whole life ahead of you still. What was the following years like? What do you remember of those? Um, I think uh, what I remember, it, and this is one of the, the toughest things about, um, you know, remembering uh, what are my own, mem- asking what are my own memories, what are memories from photos, you know, sometimes right. I'll be like, yeah, I remember that. And then I, I see a picture that my mom posted on Facebook a while back or whatever. And I'm like, oh, maybe I don't remember that. It's a little different. I just saw that. It's hard to like uh, differentiate. And that's the same thing with like memories of my dad. You know, that's a big thing that I I'm still dealing with is like, what do I actually remember? And then what do I you know, what are stories I've been told and that kind of thing. But I think the, the, the years after that. It was again, um, my experience, I feel like with the challenges, you know, of, of losing my dad, um, I describe it kind of like as a slow burn over, over many years. And, and as all tragedy often, you know, happens, I felt like in those, you know, in that immediate time after it's just, Hey, I'm, I'm a kid. I want to be a normal kid and and have a normal life. And and I don't, you know, want to have to kind of think about some of these things. Um, I, I had a lot of, I think, um, kind of like, how can I distract myself or, or put it out of my mind and not necessarily, you know, approach, uh, my emotions, things like that. Um, so for me, it was just trying to, trying to not think about any of that and just lead a normal kid life and be a, you know, annoying middle schooler and and things like that. I just wanted to be like, uh, a, a normal kid in a way um because we had so much kind of and it wasn't a bad thing but we had a, we had a lot of attention you know and a lot of I was, at, at home um my mom did a, a wonderful job of kind of reminding us of my dad's sacrifice and who my dad was and and I'm grateful for that looking back but I, I think that there was times in those years after that I just wanted to kind of get away from it um but and just be a normal kid and live a normal life. Um, but it was a, also, I, it was a reality that we couldn't ignore and I, and I couldn't ignore. Um, but in 08, so a couple of years later, my mom remarried, uh, another fighter pilot, um, Jim Ravella, and he has been an awesome, awesome father to, uh, my brother and I and my three little sisters. Um, you know, we got lucky to got lucky to have two fighter pilots uh, as dads, but also some unlucky, uh, unluck, uh, unluckiness to come with that as well. Right. Um, because they they can be uh, they're a fun group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's great. Uh, and he was great. He uh, you know, he was still active duty at the time. We moved around um with him a little bit as well. Went to Florida, so I kind of like. You know, it's interesting being a military kid and then kind of thrust into this weird 
you know, fresh gold star kid. And then it was like back to being just another, just a, uh, kind of a somewhat normal active duty military kid and yeah. going back to moving around a little bit. Um, you know, new dad adjusting to that. I think that, uh, it took me a while before I, I feel like I could really kind of open up um, to him and open up to my mom and open up to, you know, my brother about um, my own feelings and emotions towards that loss. And um, so it's been a long kind of uh, long, slow burn of, of grieving um, for me, um, but it's been a really beautiful process as well. And it's, and it's happened um, you know, I've let it happen naturally now. And, um, it's one thing I, I just, I, uh, I think it's unique to the military too, is it's kind of that environment. And we've talked about that, like just the quality of the people. Um, so between, you know, my dad's friends who flew with him, um, and then Jim, my stepdad, um, I've been able to have a lot of these, um, mentors kind of throughout my life. Um, so that after, my dad's accident, um, those men kind of coming in and mentoring me and my brother um, really, really shaped, I think, and set us on uh, a better path. Um, so that is a huge, like, I think that really changed my life. There's a handful of names um, of men out there that I can point to, you know, former fighter pilots, um, current fighter pilots that uh, have really kind of stepped in um, and it kind of filled that role um, in each of their own unique ways for me and my brother. Yeah, because the military, especially when tragedy hits, you know, you really feel that sense of family, uh, you know, that's just ingrained in the military life because, you know, military kids are literally like brothers and sisters, like, you know, you have so many moms and dads out there <laughs> because everyone just treats you like, you know, you're their own child that you just get accepted into this this community. And it's literally there's not a better way to describe it than being one big family. Yeah, it's uh, that shared you know, adversity, I think, um, makes really strong bonds uh, between people who may not even know each other. Um, and that's really unique. Yeah. So you had like this transition of being a military kid and then, you know, that gold star kid time frame and then going back to being, you know, an active duty military kid. What was it like transitioning out and going to college instead of, you know, because a lot of people choose to join the military afterwards. Military kids are way more likely to join the military but a lot of us still decide to go to college and, you know, live a different lifestyle, but still incorporate it back in there. Um, but what was it like for you kind of stepping out of that role in a sense for, for good? Yeah. Um, it was hard, you know, another thing to balance growing up, I was both a military kid and a gold star kid, you know, right. I, I and, and I had to kind of, and I was also just Grayson. Just yeah, a, a we're just kids who's, who's playing high school football and high school soccer and just wanted to, you know, hang out with his friends and that kind of thing. So it's balancing all those kind of uh, um, identities in a way. Uh, but I think that, yeah, I, I 
thought about the military growing up. I, I mean, it was, again, like you said, it's one of those things you are surrounded by the people, the challenge, the mission. Um, and it's very like super, it was super attractive to me growing up joining the military. Um, but the closer I got to college, I think I, I also saw, you know, how much, um, and I'm, I'm super grateful for how much support, you know, we were beginning to be given as gold star kids, um, and as military kids, um, just the opportunity to go to college, to get that education, to have that experience. Um, you know, in my case, debt free because of some scholarships and, and, and whatnot, it was kind of one of those, like, man, I should really take this opportunity because, uh, not many people, you know, get to get to get this. Not many people are, are privileged in that way. So I was super grateful for that. And then that also motivated me to do well, um, that I didn't want to, you know, waste the support that people were giving me and the, the people were helping those mentors that were helping me, you know, kind of think about the future. Um, I, I didn't want to let people down. Um, and that kind of motivated me to, yeah, to do well in college, um, to pursue, you know, what I, what I really wanted to study and to work really hard there. Um, so, but it, but it's, again, it's tough because, you know, now you step into college out of high school, you're out of the home. Um, one thing I, I've noticed that, you know, before maybe when I'm at home, um, there's photos of my dad. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're a military kid, if you're a wounded, um, soldier, if you're the son or daughter of a wounded soldier there, you're kind of constantly reminded of that world. Right. right. Um, and then you step into college and all of a sudden I could go, you know, a week or two and without even really thinking about my dad or thinking about, you know, all of these things that influenced me so much growing up um, that I, I think that I kind of had to learn uh, uh, good ways to, to kind of reintegrate that in a, in a way that supported me. Cause I found that, you know, that's a, that's a key part of my story that I want to remember. And that I think is really valuable to remember. Um, so I had to, I had to find ways to kind of go out of my way. And sometimes that was um, like, we were just talking earlier um, before recording about uh, being back on military bases. Um, yeah. And that's, it's, it's kind of a familiar environment, I think because of the people, you know, I would argue because of the people that are there, you just kind of understand each other a little bit more without even knowing each other because you understand kind of some of those shared challenges. So for me, it was kind of, okay, getting back into around that environment of those people. So um, I found when I, when I was in college, I started going to uh, the vet, the veteran center and just kind of having conversations with some of the veterans around there. And that was kind of helped me reconnect with that uh, really important part of my life and, um, remember, um, some of those lessons that I think, um, helped me along the way. Yeah. Because, you know, while not all of us say we're out of high school and we join the military, you know, that's not the path that all of us wants to take, but we find ways, whether we try or whether we don't try, you know, we find ways that we're just connected back into that military community because I I don't really don't think it's something that you can escape no matter how much you may even try to escape it. I don't think it's something that you can fully escape. 
yeah, I think there's a balance there. There's a fine balance between um, remembering that and keeping that, you know, as a key valuable part of kind of who we are, um, of, of how we grew up, of our influences and our experiences. And then balancing that with like, also, um, I'm making my own story going forward. And I have my own future that I and things that I'm excited about. And how can I take, you know, these experiences, these lessons, these key parts of my history of my past um, experiences and integrate them into, you know, the future of what I want to do that may or may not ever be connected with the military. Um, And that's truly, I think that that's uh, when you're not, you know, there's a, there's that balance between remembering and holding on to that um, for sure, because that's valuable. And then also recognizing that, Hey, I have, you know, my own goals and I have my own desires and, and my own um, aspirations for the future. Um, and I can take these and, and, and these experiences as, as a military kid, as a gold star kid um, with my family's experience, I can take these and these will bolster and support um, my own dreams. And that's ultimately too, like, I think that's what my dad would have wanted for, for all of his kids is to chase, you know, our dreams. Yeah, because, you know, you have this military life and this military background that we get as military kids, but you have to find where your passions are. You have to find what you want to do in life. What are your goals, you know, aside from being a military kid? Because you have to find that balance, you know, in between that. And it gives you so many life lessons. Military kids are so much more disciplined, you know, in a good way um, because we grow up around it. You know, the service members are taught that for literally weeks in basic training. And then, you know, they integrate it into their daily lives. And in the kids' lives, we pick up on those things. And, you know, discipline's just one of them. But, you know, military kids are so resilient. And we, they become values to us. They become traits that we just live with and we take throughout our daily lives. And then it'll go on, you know, for generations and generations to come. And it's just, it's so special. Mm-hmm. And and those values and those traits, I think, oftentimes are just ingrained in, in us from a young age, just because of the environment that we're in and the people that we're surrounded by and and that is is one key thing that i think of now is like okay um i want to be surrounded by people military or not um that share those same values and that uh that way we can all kind of support each other um i think in a healthy way of living absolutely and you know it's hard to find those traits and those values in civilians (laughs) because you know they just lead such a different lifestyle um, and I think that's one reason that, you know, where you find ourselves, you know, in that connection to the military life, but then also, you know, inspiring everyone, military or not, saying, hey, you know, this is what we grew up knowing. This is what we learned. This is who we are. And, um, you know, this is how we're making a difference. Yeah, I think that um, it's just it's very prominent, I think, in um, our this kind of community 
Um, not to say that there aren't people who have had no experience with the military that have these same values and that are awesome and, and that have really, really supported me and, and have become best friends in that way. Um, right. because they're, you know, that's, that's for sure. There's, there's other, um, there's other tools kind of that, that teach these lessons. Um, but the military and that community, I think is one that it's, it's just kind of built in, um, in a way, in a very special way that, uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, it's really easy. It makes it easier to find those people, um, that you, uh, are like-minded with. Absolutely. Um, the last thing that I always like to ask, and it's like the toughest question, but what advice would you give to another military child? Hmm. At what, how old are they? Just in general, what would you Just say? Just in general. What would you tell Man. your younger self? Ooh, that's a great, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, I, I think they're, they're the same answer, both of those. And uh, I would say that um, it will work out that like things like it will be okay. Um, and that you, you know, going back to kind of what we talked about earlier, that you'll face challenges, you will adapt, you'll learn, you'll make mistakes. Um, but in the end, as long as I think that, uh, you pursue, you know, these values that, that we talk about integrity, love, discipline, honesty. And, um, as long as you find people that, uh, can, that share those values and support you, that it will be okay. Um, and likely, you know, take, take a moment, look around. Um, if you, you know, do have those people, if you, you know, have a roof over your head, then you are better off than a lot of people and things will be okay um and just to trust that that you will rise to meet the challenge um i think that that's you know military kid or not um oftentimes i feel like we a lot of kids and, and a lot of people um look at challenges and just think oh, I, I i could never i could never i can't i can't um and i think just to to keep in mind instead that like you uh probably can and you probably will if you want to like it you'll you'll adapt you'll grow you'll learn um and things will work out absolutely my long-winded that's my long-winded <laughs> no i think that's great and it's so important to you know keep your head up and keep moving forward no matter what struggles are going to come what challenges are going to come yep exactly Yes. Well, thank you, Grayson, so much for being on the podcast and sharing, you know, just a little insight of your journey as a military kid. Thank you, Gracie, for having me. I, uh, it, was, it was really awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.